0: Damn Rob. Welcome back to Snow School. It's your man, Spike Lou. Snow School, the unofficial, official podcast review episode for the FX series Snowfall. We back in the saddle, man. Two full episodes. Snowfall came out blazing. If you're not familiar, what are you doing here? how'd you even find out about this if you are welcome back it's another semester Uh, we take each week here and we break down what was happening what happened comments reviews all that good stuff about the snowfall series hence the title snow school i am spike Lou. i'm going to be joining you for the whole season to break everything down Every now and then, we'll get some co-hosts in the Rises with us to break this thing down. But for the first episode, we're riding solo. could not get anybody to break away, so I'm going to give you what I thought about that premiere episode. I know there were two episodes. The next review will be out tomorrow. Maybe we'll have someone break that one down with us. But we're going to start with episode one, Comments. C-O-M-E-T-S. Pardon my accent. Comments. Comments. Season five, episode one is called Comets. <laughs> and right off the bat, man, they start out of the snowfall universe per se. It's 1986. All the previews have shown Franklin Saint bossing the fuck up. We've seen him in the previews talking about family, he hitting a boxing bag. He dressed to impress. He suited and booted. So we're expecting a lot out of Franklin this year. But it doesn't start with Franklin. It starts with Len Bias. And if you've seen this scene and you're familiar with Len Bias' story, then you knew exactly where this was going. 86, Len Bias was drafted by the Boston Celtics, arguably the best player in NCAA that year, in the NCAA that year. And as we seen on the the scene, my man's overdosed on crack. And why this was relevant is it because it put crack back, well, not back, but in the national spotlight. If you're trying to put two and two together of what land bias had to do with it, imagine LeBron James, or imagine zion williamson overdosing on crack before they started playing in the nba when they were popular in high school when they were popular in college imagine that they were taken away from us due to a crack overdose cocaine overdose excuse me it wasn't cracking in the bicycle but that's how big Lynn Bias was. That's the person that he was in 1986. That's the reason that it was on this show. It kind of gave you an idea that now Franklin Reed, the whole family that he talks about, they're not going to be operating in a place where no one knows what's going on. This is in the national forefront now. And when I say national f- forefront, this is the first season where Snowfall clearly states what year we're in. Season one, early 80s season two they stick with the early 80s season three we know the olympics so it's about 84 season four it's around the crip and the blood war but it's never really specific what year we're dealing in until this year like let us know it's 1986 here's the reason for that in my opinion is because it's coming to an end For people that were early in the game, like Franklin's character is, 1986 was a year that they started to catch heat. People started to know about him. People started to see the money that they were making, and the feds was coming, man. So I think that's why they let us know what year it was. I'm interested to know what the time period is from the start of the show since we didn't really get a date. Was it 84, 83 of when we first seen Franklin? pull up on Avi and get that first brick to what, four years later, my man got his own private plane. Think about that. How much work he was using. Oh, excuse me. Damn, how much work he was selling. <laughs> Not using. <laughs> Franklin's been able to keep his nose clean. We're proud of him for that. But yeah, man, just think about that. As far as where we started at this and all the the time or the small amount of time that's passed for Franklin to amass such a high amount of wealth. I think that's going to play a part into when this whole thing wraps up how quickly his rise was Uh, for you. Those that don't know, 86 is a again important year because this is when you start to get national attention from the federal government, the war on drugs. It started way back in the seventies. Nixon started that Nixon started the war on drugs against black people and the left because he couldn't have a war on black people that is not politically correct and he couldn't have a war on his enemies to the left that hated the war so he used dog whistle language and called it the war on drugs that's where you got all of this harsh treatment from the federal government in the beginning no knock warrants all of this stuff came from the 70s with nixon now if you go to 1985 the year before this is set even with Nixon declaring war on drugs, even with the things that you would see in the news for the 40 if you polled America in 1985, the numbers say the number one problem in America, the people who believe the number one problem in America was drugs was only two to 6%. There was one year before 1986 in which this, this season is going to take place. So we get to see how the national conversation changed from 85 to 86 with people like franklin with the cia being able to do what they do basically with no one saying anything we get to see how that transforms so i just wanted to touch base on that real quick but to get into the episode man we see franklin flying high new security guards the boy he's looking he's living good everything just seemed so professional That's what we expect out of Franklin, though, right? Like we, from the very beginning, when he was doing this, he had some hiccups. But for the most part, Franklin's been trying. He's been or tried to be as professional as possible. He didn't want to have all the things that weigh most drug dealers down, weighing him down. So he's tried to navigate smartly. And we see that here with him flying the plane, with him having two no-nonsense security guards not longer just riding with Leon. So it looks like that Franklin has everything all figured out. It looks like that we joined just in time. We know this is not going to be a cupcake season. So we're supposed to see, okay, Franklin living right. That's the setup, right? The setup is how high he is right now to where he is going to fall to at some point in the season. I wonder, would this be the last season? They haven't came out and announced and nothing's been said about it. But as high as we see Franklin now with the airplanes, the big boy real estate business, the baby on the way. If he falls down from this in this season, where does he go back up to? Where are the new heights? So I'd be interested to see on how they end this and then even where they would go from here, because right here, it looks like Franklin is at the top. He's reached the pinnacle of of being a drug dealer in America. <laughs> he's definitely done that. So because he's this high, when does he start to hit rock bottom? And then what does a bounce back look like? Will a series end with Franklin just being a normal guy again and giving everything up and going back to what we seen before he met Avi and got deep in this game? What do we see Franklin be the cliche ending up dead? or in jail from this game. You almost think that Franklin's too smart for that, but you also know that there have been smart drug dealers before in real life and on TV, and it usually ends with them being dead or in jail. So we get to see how much the creators of Snowfall wanna keep it real. How long or how real do they want this story to be? So we intro Franklin, life is good. He's got a new boot thing. Big boy businesses bought his airplane. Franklin is living the life. New security. How is he living the life? Brand new plug. My guy, young Grady Williams. Grady Williams. That's the new Reed Thompson. That's the guy who was throwing a party. That's the guy who was telling Franklin, man, you need to have some fun. You and Gustavo need to learn how to be fun drug dealers. Clearly, this guy likes to kick it more than Reed. Clearly, this guy. His guard is down way more than Reed's is. He in it for the money, just like Franklin and Gustavo is. It's not about his country or the CIA. So we get to see <laughs> immediately antennas going off like, okay, Reed Thompson, if he's anywhere around, he's not going to like this Grady Williams guy. Is Grady the CIA? Like all of these things were running through my mind. Like did he just find him Did Franklin just find a new plug? Where this Grady got come from? And as I learned, the Grady CIA, we knew immediately that Reed wouldn't like this. So we can tell early on that Reed gonna come in there and hit him for that. Now I think the overall takeaway that we have from the brief interactions with the Grady character is that Franklin had a new plug who was partners with him, not Reed who he was just selling drugs for. But this guy was in real estate with Franklin as we came to find out. He fucking one of Franklin's bodyguards. He all in. This Grady dude is in. And Franklin's got to like that. It gives him more power. It ain't the mysterious Reed Thompson that he got to worry about like at any point in time this dude can turn on me and I can go back to jail. It's fun Grady. I can negotiate with this guy. We can do business deals. If I lose something, he's going to lose. We got the same thing at risk here. Franklin loved that. You could tell by the way that he was thriving in the scenario. He probably didn't think about Reed once when Reed left. So, again, we knew this wouldn't sit well with Reed, man. We knew. At some point in time, Reed was going to come and cause a reckoning. We didn't know it would be the first episode. Spoiler alert. Uh, But, man, that was nuts. So, as we were thinking, what would Reed Thompson think about this? The the electrician pops up after the party. And who is it? Young Reed. Reed, we know. We know, like, putting two or two together, you know what's going to happen here. Great, it's not long for the show. You could definitely tell just by how... Reed's whole demeanor was, and how everything was going to play out. Now, part of the leveling up for Franklin, again, was getting a new girl. Right? And for Franklin, getting a new girl is never really, like, Franklin don't go for lookers. What Franklin goes for is utility. Like when he we've seen him pick with the girl from last season, even to this season, like he prefers one that can help him out. Not just a looker. Like Mel. <laughs> so Vernonique, that's her name. That's the new girl's name. And she seemed like she got everything figured out. She's helping Franklin. Run the real estate property. She knows what Franklin does was pushing him. To get out of it. Her utility is, is seems as if her usage race is great for Franklin. This is the what he needs to get out of. she got a law school degree. But she's very wary of the game that Franklin's in, as she should be. But Franklin tries to tell her it's gonna be all right, everything. Cool. I am I'm, I'm interested to see how this plays out with Vernique, and I hope I'm saying her name right. It's weird. P e r o n i q u e spelling. Very weird. How do you come up with that name for a character? I will never know. But the big reveal with the new lady in Franklin's life is that she's pregnant. You got a little saint on the way. And I cannot wait to see. And we already seen in this first episode how a little saint impacts the quote unquote family that they keep talking about later in the episode with everybody else that was already associated with Franklin from vernonique man i hope i'm saying her name right we go to louis and jerome we get to tap in with uncle and auntie they wanted to split off from franklin from last season they wanted to do their own thing they didn't think that franklin was running it how they would run it so they back in the saddle literally getting their equestrian on buying horses and shit everything looks to be great for them again Going back to how we got the lead in with Franklin, everything is going too good for everybody. They buying, again, horses and shit. People got planes like that ain't how drug dealers live in America. That's some narco Mexican shit. Narco Mexico, narco Colombia. That's what that is. You don't get to live that carefree as a drug dealer in America, especially if you black. So the hell have no fury like the government's going it's about to come down on louis jerome and all of these people and the reason that i say that again is because look where they take us with them buying horses club is popping louis and jerome literally don't have a care in the world so we gotta think that something's gonna happen with them because you remember where we met Louis. like first episode she whooping some bitch ass They was sleeping with jerome and trying to get back in the house and she was disturbing Louie from watching her stories and Louie went out there and whooped her. a long way from buying horses and talking about glasses that got queen's nipples at the bottom of them when they're in the club like they've come a long way so from that height how far do they fall that's what we are looking to see this season also this season since andre is gone the white cop from last season there had to be another antagonist that comes up for franklin in the legal sector like of course we know in the streets they'll come up someone and there'll be situations like you had with with rob but who is the next andre and we got that with the dude named boo yep that's his real name. That's the detective that came to holler at Louie that did the raid on the house when there was no crack there and got smart with the lady. His name's Boo, B-E-A-U, another overzealous-ass cop like Andre we get to see in the mix, and he has apparently he's been helping Louie. He's on her payroll helping her avoid, you know, arrests. Be prevalent in this game without having to worry about the cops. But now he's got an ask. My man Boo want Louis to start snitching, telling on rival games. Can't wait to see how that plays out because there's a preview of the upcoming. It shows Louis and Jerome walking into the bottom. Is that part of the plan where they telling on somebody to give the boo or are they really trying to click up with someone in the bottom? Can't wait to see how that plays out. But watch out for Boo. I already don't like this character. They did a great job of introducing him as someone who you don't like when he did the whole, uh, whole warrant raid in the house and got smart with the black lady. Did not like him off the rip, so I can tell he's going to do a great job at his character, similar to Andre. All right. And we took the first episode to tap in with everybody. Just kind of get an overall landscape into where we were at. Next in that tap in was Leon. Now. When we last left Leon, he was in a place that we couldn't really tell if he was long for this game. Accidentally killed a baby last season. That was weighing on him heavy. lost his man, fat back. Leon had been through it. And we were introduced to him, kids stealing from him. Why he stole some mids, I have no idea. You you give mids away. If you got Jordan mids, just give them away. Somebody shouldn't have to steal Jordan mids from you. Leon, get the highs. You need Jordan highs, not the mids. But anyway, niggas stole some mids from him. (laughs) And there was a moment there where they wanted us to think that Leon had been affected by killing the baby. That Leon wasn't going to be the same Leon and resort to violence and be what it took to be in this game to be a threat. And for a split second, I kind of thought, oh, man, Leon still kind of fucked up about it. Nope. Not at all. Leon ready to ride still he holding out his block and broke the little boy ankle for stealing some mids and he gave him the mids. but that scene the most important thing I took from that is that Leon had a moment, but now he's back. He had a moment now he's back and one of the things that they really tried to elaborate on in this episode is how much more. Leon uses his head. He seems a lot smarter now. He was never dumb. And as he told Franklin, he's always had ideas. No one just ever listened. Now we're starting to see those ideas start to come up in fruition. And I like it. If anyone makes it out of this, look for Leon to be it. You heard it here on Snow School first from Spike Lou. Leon might be the only one that makes it out. He the only one that I see being breast enough of how everything goes on when it comes down to the end to get up out of dodge so check out for that. and he's still helping wanda can't wait to see how wanda bell plays into this i don't know what they were doing with the whole phone sex operator thing and that was just weird but okay i guess that was just to show us that wanda's still around and at some point she will be useful in the season okay but i can't wait to see where leon goes so they tapped in with Leon, we tapped in with Jerome, Louis. we see where Franklin is at with the new baby and new boo. We see Reed's replacement. We see everything is running smooth. So there has to be a hiccup, and I saved the hiccup for last. Rob, white boy Rob. What's going on, junkie? Clearly... Rob was on one. We tune, we tap in with him at the party with his homeboy, t-shirt, toe up, eyes, bloodshot, red. Rob looked like a real deal junkie. Right? This was probably the most important part of the whole episode. This got to show us would Franklin be able to remove threats as he became more successful. And it showed us who does he consider quote unquote family now? Because that's all in the previews. That's all they've been talking about surrounding this season family, this, family, that. And Rob was considered family. But now, is the family just the new old lady and the baby? And does that exclude everybody else? Because you would have never thought that Franklin would have pulled this on Rob. And when I say pull, what? To get into it, Rob and his homeboy at the party, they're getting high. People are loving them because they have cocaine. Some douchebag comes, sits down, hit Rob cocaine. His homeboy doesn't like it. His homeboy wants to be a big badass, pull it out of the strap, and he shoots the dude, but sniffing Rob's cocaine. Great scene. This was an amazing scene. I didn't think that he would actually shoot him. I didn't know what would come from this, but what he did. Awesome scene, the way they pulled it off. That kid was a great actor in that. But... We get to see how it plays out when Franklin is put in a position because this causes or could cause a whirlwind. This guy knows everything. Like, we get to see for a moment when Rob is trying to figure out where the kid is at, Franklin asks him, hey, man, how much does he know? Like You got to go take care of this guy because you let him in our circle. Now he didn't kill the motherfucker. And if he gets arrested, he's going to tell them, hey, man, I know the biggest drug dealer in America, Franklin Saint. So you got to nip that in the bud and you got to get Rob to do it. So he holds some responsibility here. But that's the reason that you keep Rob around and wait till you hear from this guy. You roll up on him with peaches and you try to nip it in the bud. But as Franklin is going to nip it in the bud, he notices things about Rob that won't be able to be fixed mainly freebase smoke crack is the thing that rob won't be able to be fixed from but hey franklin had to make a business decision i wasn't mad at it i was waiting on i thought they would shoot rob before they even got to the dude And he was asking about the strap and where was it in the trunk you know so i wasn't surprised after this happened that franklin popped rob because He has to protect his new family with his new boo and his new baby. I wasn't surprised at the reaction when he told Louie and he told Unc. They were like, hey, well, can't handle no smoking running around with our name in his mouth. Had to take care of it. Leon, on the other hand, was kind of disappointed. Because Leon was looking at it like, Well, this is your man. So you used to live at this dude's house. You couldn't find another way to take care of this other and killing him. And, of course, Leon has a soft spot because of Wanda. He didn't see somebody bounce back from crap. Yeah, that's right. That was pretty cool. But Leon has seen it, so he's a little bit more forgiving. He's more in the trenches than everybody else. So he was kind of upset about Rob. That's how the episode played out. That's what we got from the first episode it was called comments because of the story rob told about the comment franklin told him look towards the south sky That's when he shot it overall i get this episode of a this was a great premiere my predictions for the next well we got the next episode already we can so i'll give you predictions after the end of episode two but overall this was a great episode this is a great introduction back into the lifestyle of snowfall and where everybody was what level they were at how bossed up they were i was excited to see this and i was excited at the end because it kind of gave us a new pathway okay to who are the new players there's got to be another pro antagonist in the streets to take scully's place and man boy's place man boy greatest character in snowfall history but there's got to be someone to come take their place i can't wait to see who that is and also, how is the relationship going to play out with Franklin and Reed or Teddy or whatever he wants to be known by? Those are key things that we'll talk about some in episode two. But the overall gist of episode one, we got to see that Franklin, head honcho, everybody's doing their thing. Life is good and people are willing to do what they have to do to stay in the positions that they made themselves in couple questions that I got from this episode. What the fuck is wrong with peaches in the summer cold shit? Nigga looks sick all episode. Definitely got to keep an eye out for that. They're telling us something there. I want to know what that has to do with. And we get to talk a lot more about Reed next episode, so I won't get it too deep into that. But this, the takeaway from this episode, again, I just love the way that they framed it and put it out there and made this the introduction to what we will see of the new quote-unquote family. This has been Snow School, the official, unofficial podcast of the Snowfall FX TV series. It's your man, I Am Spike Lou. Tap in with me on Wednesdays to the On Deck TV podcast, with me throughout the week for the I Am Spike Lou podcast. Covering hip-hop, covering sports, cu- sports culture, everything coming from your one-stop shop with Spike Lou. The next breakdown to be to you before the end of the week. We're going to drop these for you every Monday. Welcome to Snow School.